You are listening to the Improv Save My Life podcast, brought to you on Bits, the Boston Improv Talk Station. All right, welcome to episode 37 of the Improv Save My Life podcast. I'm your host, Tom Boyer. I am joined today by co-host, second time co-host, Derek Mello. What's going on? What's going on, Tom? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, man. Happy to be back. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for being here. Um, haven't seen you in a while. I know. It has been a while. Um, is it Mello or Mallow? Mello. Mello. Okay. Yes. I always, this is my least favorite part of the... <laughs> is it Zakarian? Yep. Okay. Yeah, you already nailed that. All right. Uh, and our guest this week is Mike Zakarian. Uh, Mike is a member of the Mighty Zevlin. He is also a part of uh, Harold Team Viceroy and the Traveling uh, Improv Boston Tour Company. Is that yep. right? Yep. Um, how's it going, Mike? Good. Good. Uh, things are well. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. Uh, so basically, we try to get kind of a guest backstory, where they grew up, uh, and just what kind of led them into improv, so if you don't, wouldn't mind taking us through that. Sure, yeah. Uh, so originally I'm from Massachusetts, uh, from Lakeville, which is like a right. yeah, small town down near like Middleborough, home of Ocean Spray. <laughs> uh, is there a, a cranberry bogs? Yeah, there? there's a lot of cranberry bogs, a lot of cranberry bogs, and that's it. <laughs> there's a few people um yeah so from there lived in boston uh for a couple of years well when i went to college uh moved to boston uh then moved to tampa for a couple of years for grad school and came back up um yeah i kind of fell into improv i, I do a lot of like public speaking for like leadership development stuff for college students uh and i just suck at scripted stuff like so if i have to write stuff it's not great um so it's like oh, i'll take an improv class and just kind of fell into it and went through 101 at Improv Boston and loved it and uh, right around halfway through 301 I probably realized I stopped doing it for like public speaking purposes <laughs> because I liked improv at that point. Yeah, right, I yeah. kind of wonder where that line of delineation where like your public speaking is no longer good. I mean, I find myself making jokes now you know, in my presentation trying to yeah. You do listen better. That's the one Yeah, thing. no, that is true. That's yeah. thing you get out of it. That's definitely something that I got out of it was I listen a lot better now. I have uh, I used to be a terrible public speaker. I don't think I'm a great public speaker now but when I was I used to work at an investment bank, mm-hmm. and uh, they gave me a mentor. Uh, they had like a mentoring program for people I saw with potential, with that had like little issues they needed to work on. So mine was like uh, just the way I present myself. And um, they sent me to Toastmasters. Oh, just talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, which I, you know, I, I had no knowledge really of prior to going there. So I, I was like, well, all right, whatever. I'm, I'm willing to do what you know right. they want. But the, this, it started off. We're in like a hotel uh, convention hall type thing, and the woman that's running it was like, "Sir, in the front row." She wasn't talking to me, but she's like, "What's your name?" And he's like, "Let's say Michael." And she's like, "Michael, what do you do for a living?" He's like, "I'm a," and she's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> nice. And he, she's like, "I'm sorry, go on." He's like, "I'm a, you know, contract." Shut up! She just kept telling him to shut up, and then I was just like, "What have I got myself into?" Right. But she was like. When you don't present yourself well and you don't listen, you're telling people to shut up to their face. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the way to gain trust. Yeah, in the exactly. People that you're working with. And that's then when it uh, when it came to lunchtime, she's like, "Okay, and this was like packed full of like I don't know, 60, 70 people." Right. Yeah. She's like, "All right, I want everybody." Go- they weren't providing lunch. She's like, "I want everybody to go out, have themselves a nice vegan lunch. <laughs> uh, no soda, no caffeine." I'm like. 
F you, lady. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, there's gotta be a line. Right? Yeah. Like, there's, there's probably some value to what she's saying, but when you present it like that, I mean, you just think she's nuts from the get go. It's kind of limited value. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't so even cool. go back after lunch. No. And then I was like worried. I'm like, are they gonna call my work and be like, what happened? Like, uh, yeah. I was in high school. <laughs> like, what happened to Tom? I like that you're three and a half hours in. And they're like, yeah, and you need to change your diet. You should be eating vegan. <laughs> seriously, and it ends with a pyramid scheme where they, yeah, uh, yeah. they sell you cleaning products. And <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you were uh, you went through the IB training center. Mm-hmm. Um, How many levels do they have of that? Uh, six. Six. They levels. have six, and they have some other stuff too, where they have like musical improv, and oh, okay. some sketch, and some stand up. Yeah, as I've well. seen some of the musical improv. Yeah. Those, are, those are awesome. Yeah, uh, but I went through like one hundred and one through six hundred and one. I think that's my next venture because I'm about to graduate here yep. in th- three weeks, uh, and I'm just not at the level I want to be at yet. So I figure, own hard to go to both and yeah. try to try to uh, yeah i was having a conversation with this uh, uh with a, f- a friend about this I, I think it's important to just keep taking classes anywhere like i i mean everyone teaches things differently right so there's you should learn different styles because i'm sure i'm sure there'll be a ton of similarities between the ia and ib programs but at the same time you're still gonna learn some different styles of things and you're gonna get you're getting it from different instructors so right like i'm not looking forward to going to level one yeah but i am looking forward to possibly being the most impressive person yeah, right, right? <laughs> exactly. well, i had audited some classes and that's actually how i met tom was i audited classes here after yeah. i graduated and i used to think he was, I was like this guy's amazing yeah. and then he quickly so realized good? i'm not very good <laughs> But I, I think it's it was interesting to, and I think you'll probably get this when you if you if you go through it at IB as well. It's it's interesting to hear things the second time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes after you've kind of been out there and done stuff, it makes so much more sense yeah. too. Well, and you pick up on different things, yeah. right? Because uh, there's stuff you probably missed because you were so focused. And I mean, like I remember taking one on one and having like an anxiety yeah, like every yeah. day, like right. every Monday at three o'clock before I went. Right. What am I gonna think? What, what's my first line? Yeah, yeah. yeah. what say? What characters am I gonna do? It's only three. Great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Three, yeah. So that's why he's yeah. on the uh, Yeah, one of them was me. <laughs> um, Drunk me yeah. and uh, tired me. <laughs> tired me, yeah. And it was a great stable of characters. Yeah. Uh, no, but I, I think you, you pick up on different things definitely the second time around. Yeah, I'd agree. So how did, um, what was like the first group you joined? Was that Mighty Zevlin? Uh, no, so the first group I joined uh, was First Impact. Um, and they're they're a long form narrative group. They're uh, they're actually in Studio Forty as well over at Improv Boston. Uh, and technically, I'm still a part of them. I'm taking a break right now just because I've been doing too many things. Um, <clears throat> but they were the first group that I got in, and I actually got in. Uh, this was I think last October, end of a last October, uh, and I got in first impact in this other group called Medici, um, which is more of an Armando style group, and both were in Studio Forty. Um, so I went from like no stage time to like two groups performing right. weekly. Awesome. Um, so it was cool. It was it was definitely like nerve wracking to, to get started like that, uh, but it was also great. Just to, you you kind of get over the the fear of getting up there like right away. Right, you have no choice. You're just up there all the time. Yep. That's another thing. I'm, I'm like obsessed with getting stage time now, which uh, I don't know how to get more of it. Like unless I, I join another group, but even like it's only so many shows out there too. Unless yeah. you join like a house teams or. Uh, the equivalent at IB. Yeah, yeah, the house teams at IB. I mean, they have some independent teams. What's cool about Improv Boston, too, and I'm sure Improv Sound might have some similar stuff, I'm not as well-versed in what goes on, um, but they have, like, they have opportunities to submit different shows um, through their, their studio slots that they have on Fridays and Saturdays, and they also have Comedy Lab, which is on Wednesday nights, and the same thing, where you can, if you have just, like, a weird premise or whatever, you'll at least get one, one Wednesday night show out of it. 
Uh, so it's cool. There, there's definitely plenty of opportunities to get on stage. So I, um, somebody actually sent me the link to that, and I, I kind of submitted it to my group to look over. I'm like, hey, you guys interested in you know submitting something mm-hmm. to this? But like, I wasn't really. It was more of just a form that you fill out. So I wasn't really sure what those uh, shows are. Like, would it be like a all improv show? Would it be a mixture of sketch? Yeah, it can kind of be whatever you want um, uh, for for both too, for both the studio and the comedy lab. Like, it it could be whatever you want. Um, the comedy lab submissions are, are rolling, for what I believe, so you can submit at any time. And then the studios are like every three months, I think. Yeah. Submit, I think there's like the fifth. I think actually August fifteenth is the next deadline. But yeah, you can kind of you can submit whatever you want. You can create your own, your own show. Um, the Mighty Zeppelin is actually putting together, uh, calling it the MCPD, uh, <laughs> and we're gonna, we're gonna do. It's gonna be a three-person show. So there's two of us in this um, in this group, and we're gonna play two cops, and then we're gonna we're picking like random. Well, not random. We're picking people in the theater to play like a third character, but they're gonna be. So in Mighty Zeppelin, we juggle characters a lot. Yep. Um, instead of us juggling characters, we're gonna get one person who's gonna play like the chief of police, the villain, the love interest, all that stuff. Nice. So that's cool. Yeah. So but which, which is great about the show submissions is that they you kind of have the flexibility and freedom to submit stuff like that. That's When's awesome. that coming up? Um, well, so we're submitting it in, uh, yeah, we're submitting it this time around. So so I'm probably too excited about it. <laughs> we haven't gotten any time for it yet. Um, but, but hopefully we'll have some time like in October or November to do it. So are you going to do it where you give a premise to that person or is, is that going to be scripted or how is that? It's going to be completely, completely improv. improv. Yeah. Okay. We'll, um, so you're just going to, are you going to tell them ahead of time who their character is? No. So we're going to, awesome. so the two of us are going to play the same character the whole time. Right. Uh, the same two cops and probably like partners or whatever. And then we're going to have to, we'll probably do the first scene, just the two of us. And then that character, can, he's going to play, he or she will play probably five or six different characters. And the idea is we're going to get hopefully an hour slot. Right. Uh, in the first 30 minutes, we'll do like a full show, take a five-minute intermission, and then do a sequel right after it. That's awesome. Um, so that's what we're hoping to do. That's nice. cool. Um, and luckily, we've kind of reached out to like all the people that we've looked up to as we were coming through the improv community, and hopefully they'll sign on and play those third characters that's that awesome. way. That's awesome. Tom and I are available. <laughs> You're available? Okay, great, great. We'll book you. <laughs> so how... I can play my drunk self. In yourself. In myself. That's it. How did... Um... Mighty Zevlin come uh, come to be. I am. I've recently done a, a couple uh, two people sets uh, mm. just out of necessity uh, because um, there's like six people in my group, but for scheduling reasons, some can't yeah. make it some night. So I'd say at least on three occasions, it's just be, been myself and Somalia, and uh, I really enjoyed doing the two people yeah. sets. Um, and it, it just being not that an experienced improv improviser myself. Um, 15 minutes, just two people. It, it's well, like it's trial by fire. You yeah, know? I think you go from inexperience to experience very fast. Yeah, right? <laughs> two-person sets. Uh, so uh, Andy and I are actually both in Viceroy and um, and that Herald team. And we, I think, it was probably like because Viceroy's only been a team for like seven months now. Uh, and one of our first shows, we had a first beat scene together that was like really slow, and neither of us had anything at the top. And then it ended up turning into this crazy thing. Uh, and it, it went off really well. And after the show, we we're like, "Hey, we should we should talk about doing some like two person stuff and see see if we're interested." That's cool. uh, and it was kind of a joke when we were talking about it. We didn't really think it was going to go anywhere. Uh, we signed up for a cage match and then like five or six weeks in a row. Nice. And then after that, we were like, "Okay, maybe, maybe we'll do this." <laughs> so we auditioned for Studio Forty, and we're doing that now. That's um, cool. What do you think the What do you think the biggest difference between doing a two person 
show as opposed to, you know, a 16-person team or something like that? Which, which, what, what have you found to be the biggest difference? I, I, just the listening. The listening and trust. Um, so we do we do a mono scene, basically, where it's a, sort of a mono scene. We kind of, it's maybe like one building, and we have a couple of different things going on in the same building, and we play different characters. Uh, but if you, you just need to trust and listen more than anything else. And um, you have to be willing to be up there and it just be like dead silent for w- what feels like three minutes and just kind of feel each other out by looking at each other. And uh, and it's cool. I mean, it, it was nerve-wracking when we first started. I think you can, if there was footage from like our first or second show, you could probably see the freakouts happening. <laughs> uh, but now after a couple of months, we've really kind of gotten into a rhythm of it. We're really comfortable with each other. But the listening, I mean, you have to listen. Every detail is so important. Absolutely. Especially if you're playing different characters. Like, you know, you need to know when you're switching to a different place. <laughs> right. And um, and we're not great at characters. So, like like we were saying, from tired self to drunk self, uh, it, you really have to, like, know where the other one's going right. with it. Or if you don't know, you just have to trust that. You're like, this will end up being funny. Right. You to pay attention. Yeah, like, I found that, like... You said the listening thing. You mm-hmm. you have to listen. There's no other option. Uh, whereas sometimes if you're in a multiple person scene, you're on the back line or whatever, you can just kind of wait and like I'm waiting for a, a good time to go in and sweep this or go in right. and, uh, with a good joke. Um, you don't have that you know luxury when you're doing two people. But I I, I think I prefer it to be honest. Yeah, with you. it's I mean it forces you to just be out there the whole time and yeah. you you just on your feet. I feel you'll get so comfortable being on stage after doing a couple of those. Because uh, you're right, like even 15 minutes, I mean, which in a six to eight person set, I mean, that's like you're out there two or three times. Yeah. Uh, when you're out there for the whole 15 minutes, it's a, it's like a different world. It's like that that, that main improv thing, you know, the thought of uh, taking your time and mm-hmm. not rushing through things. And sometimes when you're on a team, you know, you, you want to get out there because you want to you have that, that line or you have those things that you want to say. But yeah. Just kind of being able to, you know, take your time, mm-hmm. just let things develop. Yeah, that's, brief. A, that's what's so much fun about it. Is at, up at the top, I mean, we really don't do anything for like the first minute to two minutes. Like, there's a lot, it's just really quiet, and uh, we're like feeling each other out, maybe figuring out who we are, but there's no there's no pressure to kind of, to like, you know, because sometimes when you're doing like a montage and stuff, you're like, Ooh, what's our relationship and where are we right, right away? Yeah, yeah. And we're just like maybe doing some object work, and, yep. and, and, and it's so slow because we know that we have yep. the next like 13 to 17 minutes to. Yeah. To figure everything out, there's no reason to do it right away. And there's no one coming to bail you out. No, no, yeah, there's no sweeping. There's right. no sweeping in a mono scene. We're right. stuck. You're yeah. just there. Yeah, that's funny. It's great. That's cool. It's a great experience. Yeah, I would encourage everybody to do it a couple times. Like even if it's just, even if it's just rehearsing, like just to, to get that feeling. And, and I mean, just to, you're listening. We'll just go through the roof. Right, going through that. One one thing I want to do, um, and I'm looking. I'm actually trying to find venues for it. Is uh, eventually bits the network that this is on, I want to go, I'm going to add two more shows, so we'll have five shows. I want to have one different, unique show every weekday. Mm-hmm. Um, but to launch that, I want to have, a, like, run a two on, independent two-on-two tournament, uh, just because I'm into two-on-two right now for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I want to have, like, a like a 16-team tournament, have a little bit of a cash prize, uh, have it be, like, Sunday, Monday, and then the Sunday of the following week will be the finals. That's great. Um, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I think I locked down a venue for Sundays, and then I just need to find one for the Mondays. So I'm thinking probably uh, early September I'll be running that. Oh, that's but, great. 
Yeah. Cool. How are you gonna How are you gonna do the judging along those lines? They get a. They have like a applause meter from oh, cool. Amazon. Uh, but here's the thing that I I don't know how well this would go over. I want to uh, tell the crowd beforehand: only clap for the team you want to win, because I think a lot of people clap out of um, just regardless. Yeah, 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 just to be polite. Yeah, like yeah, they don't right. want to see somebody look out in the audience yeah. like, what the hell? <laughs> but to get a true judge of who you want to win, you really should only clap for the teams you want. Right. That's what we've always talked about with cage match too, like we were talking about earlier, which is kind of tough. Is that, I mean, you can have a group that maybe wasn't the best one of the three, but brought all their friends. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's always nothing to do with being the best at that point. Right. But but then you go back to like, <laughs> is it really important that I'm winning this improv right. show? <laughs> like, right, as long as we're having fun. I think if I put a cash prize on the line, people would take it a lot more. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's true. But how do you think I, like a, that kind of announcement would go? Like, uh, could you please only clap for the team that you want to win i don't know if yeah you, that could be tough i don't know yeah i mean i think you could do i i think you could throw it out there i mean i don't know if people are gonna listen but i don't <laughs> think anybody would be like offended or up and <laughs> like, absolutely not but i for everyone when i first thought of it i was like i would have beat it with some will you and yeah when, when i was going through like how i was gonna do it i kept thinking i wanted to be in it but then i'm like this isn't gonna be fair if i'm hosting it and stuff uh and then I thought, like, I'll have to give a disclaimer before we go. Like, don't clap for me just because I'm hosting it. Only <laughs> <laughs> clap if you think uh, we're the best. That's a, that's a great idea. Though. That's what's been so cool about just the Boston Cambridge area in general in the last, like, year or so. I mean, there's been so many more opportunities just outside of the theaters. Like, there's a lot of independent things going on right now. It's really cool. Well, what I, my ultimate objective is I want to get a Sunday independent show up and running. Mm. Um, uh it's tough though finding a venue on the weekends. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't want to go back to like a wide type situation because I just I don't I don't think I can sustain a show like that. Yeah, uh, so it would have to be at a bar or someplace like that. Um, and I think if I if I show the venue that is willing to put us up on the Sundays for the tournament, that we can bring a crowd. Right, and maybe not even do it every Sunday. Maybe every other Sunday or yeah. something like that. Just to, I don't know. I, I really got into running the shows at like the Y and then since it moved to Hennessy's uh, Just Suspects kind of took over running it so I I really only um, even hosted it that day mm. other than that we just performers at it now yeah um, and I kind of miss like that because yep. I used to like uh, bring music for prior to the show like I had this like <laughs> I thought it was a cool playlist of like it was like three hundred songs. I'm like, <laughs> and it was only for like the twenty minutes preceding yeah. the show. I'm like, you'll always have enough music. Yeah, <laughs> I would have enough music to, if, if I was like playing uh, music for like a whole day. But <laughs> I just wanted it to be random, and I wanted like every genre to be represented. Yeah, and uh, I don't get to do that now. Now my playlist is set. So. <laughs> yeah. Missing your calling as the That's improv right. style DJ. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so you said you were recently added to the touring company. Mm -hmm. How's that going? It's good. It's cool. I, I've only, um, I, outside of my um, like comedy school experience, I've only done really long form. Um, so because I went right from right from this comedy school to uh, like a narrative group and Armando and then Harold Knight, uh, and then what I do with um, Mighty Zeppelin is also just kind of long form mono scene. So to kind of go back to hosting games and and doing short form and like real quick stuff and there's like musical 
Um, the musical stuff that's happening, which I'm just the worst at. Like, no <laughs> musical background. That sometimes just, makes it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's all, I mean, I guess it's like everything in improv. Like, if you commit to it, that's, right. that's all that matters. Yep. Uh, but it's been cool. It's forced me to definitely feel uncomfortable. I think I was starting to get a little too comfortable with the long form yep. stuff that I was doing. So it's been, it's been pushing me big time. And the, the people that play on Torco are just, again, they're all the people that I've like looked up to as I've been going through the comedy school. How many so. people are on it? Um, when I first got on, there was like 17, but they're in uh, transition time right now. Okay. So there's a lot of people moving onto like LA, Chicago, and New York right yep. now. Um, so, so I think it'll end up capping out for the fall around like somewhere between 12 and 14. That's cool. Um, so it's great. One thing I've noticed with musical improv is I think a lot of when they're trying to start off a song, they start off with like, oh baby, and then they get to like a little bit of exposition <laughs> before they can find like their hook. Yeah. Right, before they find out exactly what that, what, what is this all going to be about. Yeah. Well, because I'm so musically impaired, it doesn't matter to me. Like I'm so blown away by anyone that carries a tune that's making stuff up on the spot. I'm like, yeah, whatever, I'm in. Uh, so where you are now in your career, how long have you been doing improv all together? Really just uh, by... About a year and a half. A year and a half. That's impressive. So, That's great. Yeah, I think I got, I got very fortunate and like I got the right teachers at the right time and was surrounded by like a good group of people in the classes. Like we had the same kind of cohort of people that went through classes. Um, and I really did. I just kind of fell into it at the right time. I also think it helped that I started when I was a little bit older. Like I, cause I'm 29 right now and not that that's old, but um, kind of having like a little bit of life experience behind you before you get started. I think uh, it, it makes things click a little bit faster. So that helped for sure. Nice. Yeah. So where, so where you are and you're relatively short in Buffer now, uh, how do you feel and where do you want to end up ultimately? Yeah, that's been a, that's been a question I've asked myself a lot lately. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> the amount of time that I'm investing into it, uh, you would think that there needs to be some sort of end goal uh, for the amount of time that I'm putting in. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm still kind of figuring it out. I really like uh, I really like what uh, Andy Devlin and I kind of found in this Mighty Devlin thing, and I, I think that's what has kind of really motivated me to keep getting better. Um, I really want to explore writing a little bit more. I've kind of dabbled with it a little bit, and that's like sketch or a sketch, and both like a, maybe some stand up. I've, I've written a ton of stand up, but like I refuse to do it. <laughs> um, Have you taken the class? There? No, I, I mean, haven't. No, that's the next thing that I need to do. Take some sort, or just like I need to just start going to open mic nights instead of talking about going right. to them. I've done open mics twice, and I yeah. mean, I didn't kill it or anything. I didn't do terrible either. Mm -hmm. I just did. Okay, I think I, you know, for somebody stepping out of the two times, I, uh, I think it was uh, decent. Yeah. Uh, I think it was more awkward, just stage presence-wise than joke-wise. Yeah. But, uh, it's no big deal, especially if you've gone up on, yeah, uh, done improv. I think the first time I did stand-up, I had only been taking improv for a couple months. So mm -hmm. I, wasn't, I, hadn't, I don't even know if I'd been on the live stage yet, so I was definitely nervous then. But then I did it maybe six months ago, and... Really didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was doing it like uh, a friend of mine wanted to do stand up, and she wanted me. She, she didn't want to do it by herself, so I was just like, oh, "Okay, I'll do it." But right. I had no vested interest in it. Yeah. I, I, really, I, what I keep reminding myself is that like I've sucked at things before, so it's okay. If you yeah. suck. Like it's it's okay to suck, uh, and then like in the big scheme of things, I mean it's it's five minutes of bad material. Right. That's fine. See, I don't mind sucking like for a little while, but like I want to see like that progress. Right, I want right. to be able to get better at it. Right. You know, that's the... Right. And, 
the only way to do that is by right, yep, continuing exactly. to do it and continuing to suck. Keep getting <laughs> back on that bike. Yeah. I got down on improv for a, a little while. Not down on the, the medium, but yeah. on myself, uh, I'd say probably two, three months ago just because... I don't know. I felt like I hit this block where I was mm-hmm. like as good as uh, I was going to get. and It was okay and it wasn't great. But yeah. I was like, for some reason this is as you know the best I can do. Right. Um, but then I just got over that. I started getting better. Uh, it, people were telling me I was getting better. And then yeah. that just was like, all right, now I got to double down and like mm-hmm. figure out how. Because I, I was just like, this is it. This is as good as I'm going to get. Great. I'll just do this podcast and I'll being the eagle come and you know that's fine but um within the last month or so for some reason i just this switch went off of me and i was like i want to get as much uh stage time as i can i want to go through the ib training center i want to uh i just bought like improvised by mick napier oh yeah and, great book. Yeah. about truth and comedy yeah. uh, you know i'm just gonna tackle as much of it as I can yeah well I think there are ebbs and flows to it too like there's I mean in like anything right like you get to that point where you plateau for a little bit and then you get super frustrated because you feel like that like you said you've gotten to that point and there's no like how do you break through that right um and I think sometimes the best thing you can do is like pull back a little bit yeah Uh, because I think if all you're doing is improv right if you're rehearsing like four times a week and then performing twice a week and like then you have there's nothing else in your life that can even come in to like inspire your improv because all you're doing you start improv like doing improvised scenes based on improv and you're like what the hell like no, nobody wants to see that right uh, so I think that like just to pull back every once in a while is super smart cool Derek yes sir you are a big sports fan I am yes how many sporting events do you think you go to in any given year oh god a really good question. So I'm a Red Sox season ticket holder. I'm a Boston College football season ticket holder. Oh. I um, I go to a couple Celtics games a year. I go to a couple Patriots games a year. I go to a lot of games. So you're doing all right. I, I love <laughs> I love sports. I just that's, that's, that's yeah. what I love. I love it. it. I do. So I don't know. I, I my conservative guess would be fifty, maybe fifty-five. Wow. So that's a good percentage of the year that you're yeah, going to know, a sporting yeah. it's like one sixth of the year you're exactly. at a sporting I'm at a sporting event. Right. so have you had any like visceral thoughts based on the the mass exodus of Boston Red Sox this week I, I'm still living in my 2013 it right, right. Yeah. it was That's, so unexpected last year it doesn't even matter right nope, we have like I'm a four like, to five year grace period exactly like, it does, you guys can suck yeah. for as long as people don't want to hear from me right now yeah. so yeah so I'm yeah. just quiet about it all yeah it's funny and football is so close. I it is. You know, and I'm like, extremely can... excited about the Patriots yeah, this year. I am too. Extremely excited. It's going to be good. Mike, what would you say? Can you pinpoint a best and worst moment on stage? Oh, that's a good question. The best and worst moment. Um, I. Hmm, that's good. I would say my best. So my best moment, or like the, the moment where stuff clicked, I'll say. So I've probably done stuff that's better than this. Um, but I had been. I had been seeing someone for like four years, and it was like really serious. Uh, and this was just as I got into a couple of groups, and I just as I finished the comedy school, uh, and we had <clears throat> we had broken up. And that's the nice way of saying that like it wasn't my choice, because uh, <laughs> otherwise I would have been like, yeah, I called it off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you're just along for the ride. Right, right, right. And I was at like this weird place where. Um, 
been 29 and you just like assume when you're with someone for that long right you're like oh we're done like this right. is the well not we're done but like this is what I'm gonna do forever um, <laughs> if that was your attitude it's probably just <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah oh my life's over um, might as well just stay with yeah, yeah, yeah but uh but uh, so I was in this like weird place in, in life and um, I was we had we're, we were in the cage match championship uh, like, so like if you win three consecutive cage matches they put you in the playoffs the playoffs happen it's like right before Christmas and I had just gone to this, like, family party, and it was, like, the first family thing I had to go do as a single man. Um, and, like, none of my relatives knew. So, oh. like, I just... And, like, I wish I could have gotten everybody together and had, like, a group family meeting <laughs> and be like, hey, let's get this out of the way. FYI. Yeah. Instead, like, as I'm going through the line oh, of getting God. food, I just had to continue to have this conversation. <laughs> and, like, also not look like shit while oh. that was happening. Um, so I remember driving back, and I had, like, a half hour to, like, get, get my act together before I went on stage. Uh, and then I went on and just kind of, like, was able to take all of that energy and put it into, like, one of the best shows I ever had. That's awesome. Um, nice. And I remember our director coming up to me after and being like, oh, that was, that was the coming out party. Like, that's when <laughs> stuff, like, finally started clicking. Um, so that was cool. That was, like, the first time I was able to channel both, like, negative or positive energy and, like, put it on the stage like that. Uh, so that'd be the best moment. I'm trying to think the worst moment or, like, a not great moment. We did, in one of our groups, we did a show at a, it was for, like, this alumni event, uh, and it was, like, outside in a tent for, like, 250 people, and uh, it was hot, and, like, they were, the tables were set up in rounds, so, like, there were a ton of people with backs with to their us, backs to you. <laughs> and, and we were the, they had just finished eating, and we were, like, the 25 minutes between eating and, like, karaoke for the night. Oh, no! And, oh, and it was, can't. like... There's a dash of improv. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah here's some long-form improv <laughs> I will take one suggestion and then not talk to you for 20 minutes. <laughs> You're going to love People it. Like, what? what is this? Yeah. karaoke song. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Is this um, a long intro to <laughs> yeah, Don't yeah. Stop Believing? And I remember, Are like... Are they going to sing? Yeah. In the way we got introduced to, like, the... Um, someone was kind of like, Hey, guys, so just, like, shut up for a little bit, all right? Because oh, <laughs> like, yeah. it's hard to hear in here. So just everybody just shut up. Uh, so that was, that was really tough. And I remember being on stage and almost kind of, like mentally checking out to be right. like i remember checking my watch a few more times than i normally not not to see like oh how much more can we fit in for <laughs> minutes? it was like oh 10 does, minutes it's more like when does this end yeah yeah so that was that was and it was funny because i was coming off like a high point of improv and i walked away from that being like i need a week off yeah <laughs> I, need some time. I need some time off and not be at alumni events. you start sweating yeah oh my god yeah. you said it was hot too it's and then we all just drove up together so i had to drive back too and we were, oh, you know, like we were all kind of steam in a little bit of <laughs> <laughs> right, what I want to do next is uh, we call it the made up movie game Okay. so, so um, I'm going to put my iPod on shuffle whatever the next title of the song is that comes up will be your basis for the title of the made up movie Okay. and then as if you were watching a movie on Comcast and you hit the info button mm -hmm. little blurb that it gives you mm -hmm. uh, I'll ask you to make up a blurb about this movie just off the top of your head Okay. and then we'll improv a scene or two out of it Okay. Sound great. good? great it's my first improv uh, since May, though, so I just okay. <laughs> There it is, and it's all based on it. No excuses. Right. No, no excuses. Bring an A game. That's right. <laughs> all right, here we go. Shuffle. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. This is terrible. It's dog shit by Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> dog shit by Wu-Tang Clan. Wow. I agree. Um, so two <laughs> two roommates who live in a building where they're not allowed to have pets um, get a dog, 
uh, they bring the dog home. This is also a shitty blurb right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I realize this. I'm creating a premise. What do you think, honey? I'll pass yeah. on dog shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. So ready. Um, um, new pet brought home in building that it's not allowed to be in. Uh, who then immediately uh, defecates around the neighbors. There you go. I can't imagine people not watching this. It's also it's also PG rated. With a with a swear in the title. <laughs> yeah, but it's got the asterisk instead of the eye, so it's cool. It's fine. What's up, bro? Nothing, man. What's going on with you? Not much. Uh, some of the neighbors are giving us me a dirty look about the loads that uh, Poochie's leaving. In front of their doorways. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure they posted something about that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, he's got to be under 20 pounds. Dog's got a shit, man. Uh, I don't know what to tell these people. I don't want them to do it in the apartment. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but don't you think you maybe could, like, clean it up or something? It's nature. Let nature take its course. Ah, oh, shit. It's a super. Hide the bomb. Water everywhere. Ah, oh, Jesus! It smells like a fire. Right, yeah, right, one right, second, right, one right. second, one second. <laughs> Gee, fuck. Hey, just you know what? Just throw my comforter over it. Uh, Perfect. Looks inconspicuous. Awesome. All right, all right I'll get. It. Oh God! Are you guys smoking weed in here again? No, 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 no Mister Crumpy. We're just oh, hanging out. Not. Tired of these uh, accusations. Seriously, I was taking a nap you on the floor. I don't, have, I don't have time for marijuana right now. All right, I'm not. That's not even why I'm up here. Oh, I'm getting tons of complaints. Complaints, you, you say? You signed the lease. You know you can't have pets. We don't have any pets. Oh, you, well, then then I need to talk to you about your bathroom usage, okay? Because it's clear there's dumps that are being found in front of all the rooms around you and not in front of yours. Well, J Johnny has been on a fiber diet. He, he, he loses control of his bowels easy. Everywhere but your own apartment? Listen, I'm a I'm a I'm a marathon runner, so where I have to drop wherever I drop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, we need to we need to get you into a doctor or something. Okay. Okay. Well, it's my okay. stomach rumbling. You hear okay. that? No, that oh, no, no, no. Give me that Taco Bell. Oh, we you shouldn't have had that Taco Bell. I, oh, hey, man. listen. I know I didn't finish college, all right? <laughs> you, you can't throw the. You can't. Oh, oh, oh. Are in there? I might have to take a shit in front of the neighbor's that's, place right that's now. Not, oh, man. That's not true. The only way I would believe that that's what's actually happening right now is if I watched you take that shit. You don't think I'll take a shit in front of I don't. Jim Johnson's apartment? I don't. Uh, well, I hope. One, I hope not. I hope you wouldn't do that. Because just to prove to you that I don't have a dog, believe me. Yeah, but you're in your apartment now. You could just use your bathroom. There's a dog in here. <laughs> no dog, sir. And I will not open that bedroom door by any means. Oh, well, okay. All right. I mean, you just made it clear it's time to open up the bedroom door. <laughs> no. I don't. We can't open that bedroom I, door. I like you guys. All right. We like uh, you, you too. Pay your rent on time. It doesn't smell in here all the time. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does, but hey, listen, I'll, I'll take it. Listen, say there was a dog in here. Would we want him shitting up our apartment? Yeah. Let's be fair. You said you like us. You like the smell in here sometimes. Right. 
Okay, all right, that's fair. That is fair. I, I understand why you wouldn't want it shitting on your apartment. However, the fact that you're not taking it outside and that you're bringing it to other apartments... It's, it's cold it out! It's January! Apartment. In theory, if we had a dog, it would be cold out to take okay. him out. All right, we can, <laughs> at this point, we can just say you have the dog, all right? We don't have to pretend I that have the a dog... dog of a stomach no, cramp. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Oh, that's terrible, Johnny. I'm actually. I feel like I need. If if you don't have a dog, I feel like an ambulance needs to be called because your stomach shouldn't be making that noise. Yeah, you know, I, I'm Hungarian. <laughs> it's just how the noises we make. You know that Budapest food. It's it's tough on you. Sometimes. All right, now I know you're taking shots at my heritage. All right, Mr. Crumpy, we would never do that. <laughs> it's clear you both aren't Hungarian. Jesus. Someone explain this to me. What is going on in your apartment, oh, sir? No, your I apartment mean, complex. We are in yeah. your, There's oh, obviously some large some rodent in our bedroom trying to escape. Yes. There are three different apartment buildings in this neighborhood that are pet friendly. You could live there. Ooh, I don't see why we'd want to. Because yeah, like you place. have a pet and we can't have pets here. I, 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 I beg to differ. I, yeah, I, I, I don't understand why we can't have pets here. I mean, Okay, so I don't know. now I don't. we've agreed that you have a pet. That, so the pet's on the table. You have the pet. Let's say we have He's a visited. pet. He's visited. He's visited. Yeah, he came in from town. Pet. Do you have multiple pets? You might. You know, a couple things here and there come by sometimes. Listen, what I'm, we don't have is an illegal dog fighting ring. I can tell you that much, though. Absolutely not. Okay, now I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, I was, I've been concerned this whole time, but this is... This has escalated things. Now that means we have other people coming into the apartment wait, that wait, don't belong I said we here. don't have we an elite. Don't have we don't yeah, have. Yeah, you also said don't open up the bedroom door. You also don't, said you don't, don't have a dog. Don't. No. <laughs> you, 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 then you told me you have a dog. So what's happening here is you're, you're telling me things you don't have, which means you have them. That's what Oh, shit. Do you think it's that super... Oh, wait. He's here. Shit. Uh, let's see what it is. All right. <laughs> Hey, what up, guys? It's me, Michael Vick. Hey, Michael Vick, what's going on? Hey, did you bring uh, did you bring uh, Nibbles, man? Yeah, he's right here. here. Oh, my God, he looks he, huge. He yeah. can't be here for him. He's for all this. hopped up on PCP, no, too. No, no, no. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, hey, wait, let me go back to the bedroom and get, get Poochie. Listen, nice. I don't know why you would invite a Jets fan here or a Jet here in the first place, okay? Because <laughs> that's going to be the last straw if you guys are rooting for the Jets. I can deal with the dog fighting ring. We're rooting for Poochie. It's <laughs> easy. <laughs> I got sports involved. I got everything. I don't feel good about any of that. I got dark fast. It's kind of a dark song. It was a, it was a tough premise. <laughs> we left a lot out of the blurb. I mean, there was dog fighting. Yeah, there, there was Mike Vick. They were Hungarians. You don't want to spoil the movie the blurb. It's a PG film for children. Oh, man. <laughs> that song... Uh, so I have like 3,000 songs on my iPod, and I'm always, it, it's kind of a rush for me to see what is going to pop up, because it could be anything from fucking Dixie Chicks to Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> to Michelle Branch to George Michael. It could be anything. And, uh, <laughs> I, think, I think I had a George Michael song the last time. I think we had, maybe maybe it was George Michael. Yeah. I think we did, yeah. I had a series of uh, three 
uh, Usher songs. Wow. <laughs> I've only done 36 episodes. I've only been doing this iPod thing for maybe half of them. Celebrating the gentleman's entire catalog. <laughs> nice. It's like Let It Burn. Yeah. I'm not even... I mean, I, obviously I like them if I have a couple songs. Yeah. I might have... We all have Usher on our Yeah, own I might have eight guys. Usher songs out of the 3,000, and yet three of them have made it into this. <laughs> I remember the first time we play, played this game with you, I was just excited that you didn't take my iPhone and look for songs on my phone, yeah. because there are a lot some of things Miley on there. Cyrus. There's some dark things in there. <laughs> they used to have a sketch uh, on the main stage um, where they were like, hey, can we borrow somebody's phone? And they give it to the tech guy, and they... Uh, but they, I think I've seen this, actually. They pretend to play his phone, but it's just... Various versions of uh, "She Bangs" by mm-hmm. uh, Ricky awesome. Martin, and it's like the, uh, the William Pong version. <laughs> That's yeah. but only because I've seen it a couple times. Like you get get it, but if you were just in the audience and you're like, time, yeah. you're like, look at this, awesome. yeah. he, loves, he loves "She Bangs." <laughs> I paid ninety nine cents multiple times. William song <laughs> different versions. Hey, right, do you guys have anything you want to plug? I am. A, I'm an improv free agent, so. Uh, Accepting, uh, <laughs> you're plugging you yourself. Yeah, I'm plugging me. So you, you, you we're gonna stop by Hennessy sometime. I won't be there this Monday, but uh, if you want to stop by the Monday after that, yeah, absolutely. I would love to get back and I, uh, I t- taken the summer off. So as we we're talking about, you know, kind of resetting here. Perfect. You're, you're, you're like an Jets ally of Eagle Come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. If we were in, like a Marvel Comics team and like we, we got in over our heads, you <laughs> <laughs> call me. Yeah. It's the Hall of Justice, <laughs> the Hall of Improv. It was great about that though. Is once you get back into it too, you're gonna be so jacked. Oh yeah, back into it. I know. When when Tom invited me to do this, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I <laughs> like get the taste of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what do we got going on? We ha- So Harold Knight at Improv Boston actually just moved from uh, Thursday night to Wednesday night. So their uh, main stage has, has um, expanded a little bit. Um, so I'll plug Harold Knight, I guess, because now they're at, uh, their top shelf is at 7.30 where Vice Roy performs on Wednesdays. And they have Fresh Blend there on Thursdays. And actually Mighty Zevlin's going to be performing in a special slot at Harold Knight on August 20th. Nice. Uh, and we're also going to be at uh, Quincy on August 13th. Yeah, what else are you going to do Wednesday is a uh, monthly show. My group Eagle Come puts on at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy, and uh, we invited Muddy Devlin, and they graciously accepted. So yeah. we'll see them there. Really That's uh, to it. that might I think just based on the lineup, it's turning out to be one of our best lineups so far. That's and I awesome. think we, we're finally getting the flow of um, this is a mix of stand up and improv of like how to pace it out yeah. and uh, trying to keep it to two hours. We've let it get to like two and a half before, which isn't too bad, but. Um, just keep it tight. And yeah. just... I think it's cool when you can find the right mix of that, too. It makes for a really good show. I've seen some stuff at um, Fine Line Comedy over in uh, uh, JP. Yeah. And uh, they do the same thing where they'll like mix sketch, stand-up, and, um, and improv in there. And it's a lot of fun to watch when it, it goes by so fast, too. That's cool. A brief, brief Fine Line story. I, uh, so when I was reaching out for venues for uh, Sunday shows, I hit up the Milky Way, or uh, mm-hmm. it's called something else. Bella Luna. Bella Luna and JP. Uh, via email, and uh, they got back to me eventually. And I, I had explained that we were the showrunners for the Y show, and that we're we've run a couple independent shows. <laughs> and the guy just wanted all these details from me. He's like, "How long have you been doing improv? Like, what's the name of your group? Like, uh, you know, who can I contact from the venues?" And I was just like, 
screw this. <laughs> Forget it. This <laughs> seemed like this escalated very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you should have had him call like the uh, like the you know the person that books the rooms at the Y. They would have been like, "What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely no idea." <laughs> right. yeah. It's probably because they're used to working with fine line. It's like they're right. super, super great and intense about it. So <laughs> I didn't even get back to him. Like I got a bit over my head. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call him later. All right. Well, thanks, Derek. Uh, thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks Great. a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. And thanks for listening. Bye.